Hey, everybody. No, it's empty. It's empty, Jordan. Yeah, there's no more beer. I thought I could steal that from you. That is sweet. But anyways, hey, welcome everybody to Live from the Dutch Hall. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke. And uh, it's a very uh, special occasion. We've been working our tails off here in the bowels of Spiky Ball Studio, getting ready for our big uh, premiere show that we have on Saturday, March 23rd, with Mace Scaloni headlining. And we're really excited because it's really coming. It's like a vision that I've had many years in my head and it's come to fruition. And uh, when I started this thing, this process of Live from the Dutch Hall, um, it was something that I did on my own that nobody really cared about at all, except for myself. And uh, I had a buddy of mine, uh, Braden DeCumman, who was one of the early, uh, I was, he wasn't a friend at the time, he was a guy that I just, uh, um, I kind of knew and admired his work and stuff like that, but uh, he, I knew he started listening to the show because he was one of the first people to provide feedback, you know? <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but he was one of the first people to provide feedback. That's more like it. That's more like it. And, uh, and as a result, he became a guest. He became, uh, he became uh, not only a listener, but then a, a guest. And then after a guest, he became a, 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 a fill-in member of the Nocturnal Emissions, the greatest band Canadian late night history. And then... After that, he, became, he was so good that he became part of our everyday roster of the Nocturnal Emissions. He was forever embraced as one of the Nocturnal Emissions, right? That's right. And the, the, of course, the Nocturnal Emissions is an open group. People are allowed in and out of it, right? The Nocturnal Emissions has taken many forms. As you see tonight, it's a three-piece band. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we have a new lead singer, Jordan Gortvet of nowhere, comes out of the shadows, a little sleeper pick, right? <laughs> Ends up uh, killing it, killing it tonight, killing it tonight. Thank you, Jordan. Look at that, eh? Charters, Mike, do whatever the fuck you want with your life, so I'll tell you that right now. Maybe to get back to my story, our good friend, uh, Braden, as you'll remember if you were a listener of this show, he um, passed away in December. And uh, we, uh, uh, you know, we went through the mourning process of remembering our friend. And then enough time had passed, and we decided to, uh, or in Braden's memory, there was, it was decided to uh, plan a celebration to remember his art and the th art that he likes. And so Kevin Belanger, the French tickler over there, he did a heck of a lot of work over at the Norwich Legion to uh, really put on a great show. We had uh, Cats, the band from London, that uh, Braden had been a part of. We had the McCartney years playing that Braden was a, uh, was, was a member of. A great music, you know? Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. The, the room was full. There was, uh, there was a lot of people drinking, enjoying it. It was a happy event, remembering the life of a great man, you know? And then uh, we were asked, myself and my uh, good uh, friend, our director, Tyler Shazma, we're asked to uh, do some stand-up comedy at this event. Now, after listening to uh, great musical performances and consuming a bunch of booze since well before you arrived at the event, and I think some of it has to do from being from Norwich, Ontario itself, there's a bunch of factors that make it almost impossible to do well in a stand-up comic situation in this, any way you ask it. It's an honor to, be, to remember your friend but to be asked to go up on stage at that particular setup 
with all that stuff that's going on in the spirit of a memorial, and even when the people who were playing beautiful music and saying touching stories were getting kind of shunned because some guy was talking about how many beers he drank last night or whatever, that is uh, uh, something that uh, is not going to help to bring the comics on stage. It's not an ideal situation is what I'm saying, people. This, if you're going to do stand-up comedy, and then they ask you to do stand-up comedy at any sort of memorial service, the answer should be no. You must remember that. The answer should be no at all times. It is going to be a horrible experience. But me and Mr. Shazma, we're professional comedians. We uh, understand our responsibility as a professional comedian. And this is the first time I really feel like I can call myself that after what I did this night. I feel the most ashamed and the most proud of what I've done simultaneously of what I did that night. But I needed to do it. It was, a, ma to, it was a major challenge, right? It was a big challenge. You know, if, uh, what you have to understand is my relationship with my friend. We were two people who believed in pure honesty. Pure honesty, that's all we believed in. So we believed that uh, if you felt something or thought something and you said it and it made people uncomfortable, it is sometimes very funny. But it is uh, not wrong because it's true. That's right. In the spirit of that, I feel I was almost like, um, I almost felt like I opened my notebook and the, the joke wrote itself. It was outside of my control, it felt like almost. I had to shut the book because it kept getting worse, the joke. <laughs> and I knew, I was like, the more I wrote it, the more I knew I had to tell it at this event, but it would anger most people in the town of Norwich, Ontario. Uh, but that anger, I felt in the back of my mind as a stand-up comedian that my friend would enjoy the fact that I made many of the people in his town that he knew growing up very angry with my words, even though they were true, and they were uh, honest, they were just terribly chosen words <laughs> on purpose to, for a reaction. This is like, not only is it stand-up comedy, people, but it's fucking rock and roll. That's what you don't understand. The McCartney years and Cats of the Band, they were fantastic musicians, beautiful music. Me and Shazma, punk rock, baby. Punk rock. You're not going to beat what we did. It may have been unentertaining for every single person in that building, but it was still rock and roll. Shazma still has got the best line of the night with, uh, you're all a bunch of cunts, <laughs> which is my favorite. Which is one of Braden's favorite words. Yes, exactly. Which, you know, taken out of context, when you don't understand the love both me and Mr. Shazma have for our friend, it can be seeming to be in poor taste for him to say, you're all a bunch of cunts at a memorial service. But in this case, it was touching, brought a tear to my eye. Brought a tear to my eye to see how much he loved him, to put himself in front of people he knew, who hated the fact he was up there in the first place. And after I had just, like, pretty much horrified the community with my bullshit, you know? Did I don't Vicky, know. What? Did Vicky talk to uh, one of you guys after? Oh, yeah, I talked to Vicky after, she, yeah. She, thank you for... Sandy yeah, super cool. Word. Yeah, <laughs> super cool. And that's the thing. After we did the set, uh, Brayden's mom was the first one to come up and say, oh, I actually talked to her before, too, telling her I was going to say something terrible. And she said, uh, don't worry, I know my son. Like, I know what he likes or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, so she got what I was doing. Some of the people did not, you know. 
Should I tell the joke then? Sure. I might as well just tell the joke again. I wrote it. I'm only going to tell it that one time and this one time. <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand, I'm in a town, uh, Norwich, Ontario, at a legion. It's very small, but it's very packed. It's, it's like a, it's like a sh big, you had it set up, Kevin, so well. It was like a big time rock show in Little Town, Norwich. And little, the little legion, it sounded great, too, front to back. Got to compliment you on everything you did there. It was great. Was so anyways, it, we're in. one of your bigger uh, venues that you? Uh, no, small. It was a challenge because of the smallness of it, wasn't it's like it? like 150, I think, is the capacity up there. Oh, really? I think. Oh, I just say it's, No, wait, that's down here. That's down here, yeah. It's <laughs> no, a stage, it's I think. The stage was, um, the stage was uh, so full of instruments, it seemed. I think yeah. that that would, that just seemed like uh, there's so much noise coming off that stage. I don't know. It was really cool. The music was awesome. Anyways, uh, uh, get back to the uh, joke. I'm in Norwich. Uh, the crowd has been told that the musical portion is over. Let's have an intermission. And after the intermission, there will be karaoke, right? Karaoke is the headliner. Stand-up comedy is uh, something we're going to sneak in and hope you don't notice, right? Which isn't the best setup either, right? Yeah. So Kevin, to his credit, sheepishly has to go up in front of these people now want to party. They want to get drunk, right? They're in the get drunk portion. They were kind of listening to the stories even then they were misbehaving somewhat you know because they just wanted to get drunk and then all of a sudden uh stand-up comedy shows up pete van dyke kevin <laughs> sheepishly uh brings me up to the uh stage and uh i it takes a bit to get their attention uh but when i figure i have it good enough this is what i i said to him i said uh this is the best braden akeman funeral i've ever been to uh, <laughs> That last one was a real drag, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, I think the music was way better at this one, too. You know what I like the best about this one, though, is uh, no surprise corpse at the end. <laughs> Jordan likes it. And so the crowd didn't like it, didn't like that one bit. They hated that a lot. I saw a lot of more hatred than people laughing like Jordan. Uh, they were more thinking that I was somehow dis disgracing the memory of my friend. So I tried to make it better. I said to them, uh, you know, I remember going to the, the memorial at the funeral home, and I remember being really upset because I felt really strongly about my feelings for my friend, but I didn't, I didn't know a lot of his family. I didn't know how I would, uh, if they would uh, appreciate how close our friendship was to me. And I'd have to introduce myself and all that stuff. And I was all these mixed emotions going through the lineup. But as soon as I got in the line, I met Braden's friends and family. I remember thinking, no wonder I like this guy, you know. Uh, his friends and family make me feel so comfortable. You know, I remember even remarking to my wife, just as we we're finishing talking to his, his close family at the end of the lineup, I was like, you know, no wonder I love this man. His friends and family are so wonderful. Dear God, are those the human remains of my dear friend? Brayden, you son of a bitch, you're evil, Jordan. You're going to go to hell. <laughs> no, that was uh, what, what it was kind of like uh, the kick in the pants in that particular uh, joke. With the, those that didn't like me from the first part liked me less after that part. Yeah. There's really no saving yourself after that. And, uh, but in my mind, there was no way not to do it. I, I faltered a bit. I thought of it for a bit. And one time I looked over at Mike and Dave, who, by the way, are not here tonight. 
Mike and Dave, I looked for them for support after I delivered that joke, and both of them were just shaking their heads. <laughs> no, no, they want no part of this. They have nothing to do with it. And uh, even when they came up and played Eduardo, there was some distance that you guys had for me. <laughs> it wasn't the same camaraderie. I felt a little coldness around the nocturnal emissions that they didn't want to support me at the end of that set. <laughs> Anyways, I want to tell you that uh, I have an eternal uh, bond now with my director, Tyler Shazma, after we have both done what I think is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life which is do is piss off everyone in Norwich, just to honor my friend Braden Nakuman. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, let's get this show started. We got the greatest band in Canadian late night history here, the Nocturnal Emissions. <laughs> There's only one way to do it, boys. Let's get going. Oh, wait, tonight we had on vocals. Let's hear it, everybody at home. I know you're clapping in front of your computers. Jordan Gordva on lead vocals. What a job he did. Oh, oh. On lead guitar, that's Steve the Reluctant German. In the corner, that's the French tickler, Kev Belange. And playing the bass, the balls of the nocturnal emissions, Whiskey Wes Hagens, everyone. Hey, that's not Steve. a bad start. We lost our slap rattle too. At the, I don't know what happened to it, but we are we used some chains. I don't know if you noticed at the beginning. I used chains. It was like a ghost had gotten loose in the oh, Dutch hall. That bags up uh, just in the hallway. Oh yeah, it's it was, but it, the hallway's clean now and everything's moved. Oh, it's probably in the other room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ran around like a chicken with my head cut off when you guys were playing, but Chain I didn't it find it. Chain but it's probably right in front of me. It's probably in my hand right now, and I just haven't looked at it. Oh, let's put away Fatty Patty. So, <laughs> anyways, welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall. We got a great show for you tonight. We have to, uh, well, Stephen, yeah, you were at the, uh, the service on the weekend. I was. And you were with your wife, too? <laughs> yep. Now, your wife doesn't live in the same world as my wife, right? No. Like, she doesn't have to go to comedy shows all the time. She might not be into the mind of a comic. That's right. Right? Actually, Jane, would you mind? I, we have a girl. She takes uh, photographs for her show every week. She also makes a nice meat tray. I'd like to mm -hmm. get her to come right up here. We want to sit in the guest chair here, hon? Jane Van Dyke, everyone. Let's hear from my lovely wife, Jane. Hey. Here's the bag, too. Hey, I got the bag right here. Oh, oh there it is. No, oh, I got my phone in my pocket. Can you get that, Jane? This one over Anyways, Jane, you were there too. Uh, Kevin, of course, was there. Uh, I know that David was there and Mike was there. Uh, we had quite a, uh, quite a bit of the crew there. Of course, Chasma and Amanda, our, our camera operator, were both there. Uh, Amanda is, uh, took it like an old pro. We had talked to her earlier. She, Amanda has been around Tyler Shazma enough that she knows that he can handle anything. He's solid as a rock, right? And you, Jane, you are a hard person to read, you know? You've been married to me for 20 years. You got, uh, you got, uh, I've been doing comedy for what, about four or five, or five years, or five, like doing this podcast for five plus, right? Yeah. And stand up for about, three and a half or so, or whatever. Now, you're at an event here, which is meant to remember our friend, your friend too. You, you, you also are friends with Braden, right? Yeah. And I go and do that, your husband. You see the reaction of the crowd. How, what are you thinking? Yeah, I am stone-faced because <laughs> I 
I don't know what to make of it. I know that you're going to shock um, most of the people. But you. But I know that that's what Brayden would love. Oh, okay. You understood that portion oh, of it. Absolutely. Because I told so. you the joke beforehand and you, you didn't stop me. No. That. Yeah. You knew you understood that you understood still the spirit of the of what I had to do, right? That's yeah. kind of what I think it was, eh? Yeah. And that's just from uh, f and, and now when the crowd started turning ugly on me, did you think like uh well, I were you worried you, for me? I figured you would figure out how to weasel your way out of it, I guess. See? <laughs> you knew well, you know, this is the difference between you and and uh, Shazma's uh, a girlfriend. I'll tell you this right now. Shazma's girlfriend said the same thing as you, but she said, I knew he, han he could handle it. And you said, I knew you'd weasel your way out of it. <laughs> that, when he, she says you can handle it, that makes Shazma seem tough, like he's got his shit together. When you say you're going to weasel your way out of it, doesn't, it doesn't have the same like ballsiness of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's well, pretty. You can take care of yourself. Like. That's better. That's more of it, like, in the line what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Weasel your way out. You know, it's not. Or talk your way out of it. I guess maybe that's the better. Talk your way out's good. Yeah. Weasel's uh, implying that so, I'm uh, yeah. a weasel. Poor choice of words. <laughs> right. What if I started calling you? Uh, well, you might squirm a little bit. Like. What? A squirming? <laughs> a weasel doesn't squirm. A worm squirms, and a worm's okay. still an insult. You can't call a person a worm. <laughs> I can't call you a worm. I can't call you a fat pig. No. Even if, that, or even just a pig, you know, skinny even pig. Even if you say I wish even you were a really fatty, thin, fatty. No, if I said uh, I think you're a, you're like a very fit pig. <laughs> right. That's still an insult. Right. I can't call you a fit pig and have you say thank you, Pete. You know, you would say fuck off, repeat. You know, you, that's not nice, wouldn't you? Right. What about if I called you a cow, like a, a beautiful cow? Yeah. So can I take back weasel? <laughs> Even if I said that, but but no, but you know all about agriculture, right? Maybe it's a compliment. <laughs> I've seen dairy farmers, and you say they call a girl a cow, they're probably saying it as a compliment because they love cows. <laughs> it's true. It's all in the it's all in the perspective, is what I'm saying, Jane. Anyways, you thought I handled, had it handled. Yeah, at no point. Did you want to get out of there when I was done? No, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> that was the line of the night was uh, Shazma when I, me and Jane were leaving. Uh, Shazma, he, he comes to me and he says, uh, hey, Pete, why are you leaving? Just because everyone hates you here? <laughs> it's the best. Did your wife, uh, did your wife uh, like it, Steve? Uh, I don't think she, uh, she got where you were coming from. You have to put it in. Sorry. She didn't get where she didn't get where I was coming from. No. Yeah. She also was mad at me too, because I because I uh, I spoke harshly towards her on the telephone. Correct. And then she was very angry with me that whole night. So she's not going to be in the mood to laugh at my offside jokes either, because she's already hates me. <laughs> she was just like everyone else there. Absolutely. She was a good indication of the crowd in Norwich that night. Your wife. They all wanted to kill me by the end. Yeah, you were going to get more your head broken open. Yeah. I think, though, this gives me a little street cred, don't you? If you see I got a scar on my face, you're like, this guy might have some, like, danger to him or something, right? 
They don't think he's bad at riding scooters. <laughs> Right? You that might not be the first story they think of. Yeah, they'll think of something worse. They'll think I'm really tough. But really, it's just that I'm bad at riding scooters. Because they'll, they'll probably think you're a hockey player. That's what, that's that's, what the guy that's says. What it, yeah, right? You yeah. play hockey? Yeah, that's what people say. And then I'm like, no, I, I, can't, I can't play sports because I suck at things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very coordinated. It, I, I'm not good at things where you have to take an implement and then put the implement and hit another thing with that implement. You know what I mean? Like a golf, you got to take a stick and hit a ball. That's impossible for me. Uh, hand coordination? Yeah, I can't do that shit, man. No, a hand, if it's my hand, I can do it. If it's my body, right? But if you give me an implement, then I can't fucking hit things. Like if you give me a baseball bat, me and Jane went dating when we were young, went to a batting cage. I just sat there swinging at nothing forever. I couldn't hit one of those balls to save my life. <laughs> I can't do it. Tennis? Like, that's an implement. You got to hit it with this. But if it's like uh, volleyball, you just smash it with your own body. I'm good with that. This is like something that you could just like hurl your body at things with, with brute force and no skill. Like wrestling? Wrestling takes skill, Jane. <laughs> takes skill. Where's my brother? If he was here, I'd wrestle him right down. He's way bigger <laughs> than me, like a grizzly bear. And I'd wrestle him to the ground, and, and uh, you'd see how much skill it takes. That'd be so awesome if I did that. We wanted Paul to take smart serve, and I suggested that Paul take it on air, um, <laughs> and that we would just, or maybe we'd produce a piece where we would get Paul to do the smart serve test and then just cut out all the pieces where he looked really stupid and then just splice them together so we could all laugh at him. Paul said he would kill me if I did that. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> so instead, we're going to just do that privately, the smart serve thing with Paul. Because he, uh, he, he wasn't for that other thing. Just he said, don't, don't hide. What he said exactly was, which I was impressed with Paul's vocabulary. He said, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, don't just uh, take my innermost uh, insecurities and make them a source of your pleasure, <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a really well thought out point, Paul. Thank yeah. You don't think of it from coming from Paul. He's more of a you know, rough around the edges kind of guy. But uh, he, he's sharing he made, his feelings. Yeah, he is sharing his feelings. I think Paul's coming out of his shell. I like it. So um, <laughs> that's that covers ball. But what I have a story about uh, is that uh, my spiky ball team has been working around the clock for this event that's coming up. They're just doing a great job. Really proud of everybody here at Spiky Ball. And what we what they did uh, uh, yesterday was uh, something that's already spread around the community, and I need to talk about it. <laughs> And then you can go, Jane. Then I won't keep you uncomfortable anymore. Are you uncomfortable? I'm comfy. In the, in the guest chair, you're, you're happy here? Okay, you can stay as long as you like. <laughs> you're eye candy. People like you. It's good wife. for ratings, <laughs> eh? Look at her. She's hot, eh? 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 You got the views. So um, there was a, my staff went out because the, the, there's this tradition in Delhi with the high school kids who like to smoke cigarettes or whatever they like to smoke. They have to smoke it somewhere. They used to smoke it. Well, it's been a long-staying tradition. Beaver, you went to... Is Beaver there? Yeah, I'm you right went, you yeah, went to You went to high school at Delhi, right? Oh, yeah, it was a big... Uh, right in the front step of the Spiky Wall studio. Yeah, my church steps there were... Uh, it's always been a place where people would go to smoke a, cigarettes, it was right? It a big congregation of students that uh, hung out on the north side of the school. 
Right, and they were called like North Enders. No, North, yeah, North, and then there was the South Side Slums, and <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's a real rivalry, North and South End, right? Yeah, it was so, a big deal. So uh, my brother, anyways, yesterday my staff went out to the kids. A few weeks back, there was a smoking law change. If you if you get suspended if you're caught smoking on school property, so uh, one of the people who are who calls herself the mother of North End. Uh, she came over and said, hey, uh, you're the guy who owns this place? I said, yeah. She goes, uh, you're going to have to, you, I, I don't know if you know, but they changed the rules. You can't smoke on school property anymore, so everybody's going to be over at your place smoking on your steps. And I said, if you don't want cigarette butts everywhere, you might want to put some ashtrays out, is what this kid told me, right? <laughs> balls, like really, like balls. I was a, I liked it. Like he I liked her dumpster. honest. I like oh, his yeah. style. Yeah, her style. I like it. That's the second time she made me put a garbage can out there too, which I uh, <laughs> did. I just feel like she's like uh, she's dynamite. But anyways, uh, my staff went out to see some of these kids who were out hanging out on her steps, and they handed out some some buttons. They had a they had a, a bowl of buttons that we had made, spiky ball buttons, different sort of buttons, and. Uh, my brother uh, was at a hockey game in Port Dover yesterday, and, he, and one of these kids come up and say, said uh, they met some real nice people from the church across the road who gave us buttons, and there's now people at Delhi District Secondary School wearing buttons that say, Charter sucks, <laughs> which I think is just terrific. You Nobody know. knows who Charters is, but they're still wearing buttons that say, Charters sucks. Pete, you've created a movement. Oh, my yeah. goodness gracious. I really do think that I've, I, I'm onto something strong here. I really do think so, right? Wait till the sign goes out front. Yeah. Now, Mike and Paul, Mike and Paul, they're, where's my phone? Jesus Christ, oh, there it is. Mike and Paul, they lost, uh, they both didn't show up uh, for the show, and I believe this is systemic of a larger issue that Dave Charters had uh, started which is just fucking don't show up ever for the show, and then uh, no consequences. And I thought we had to punish him, so he made a blow-up doll uh, in his uh, image. There was a, a puppet that was uh, wild, wildly successful that was made in his uh, in his image, and uh, there was uh, uh, and it was all done to show him that he is uh, no better than these inanimate objects, right? right. And in order to show them him that this. I feel that we would inspire him to show up for this show, but it didn't work out. Charles is, is not doing that. He's doing something else. He's got Starting some... Starting a trend. <laughs> and now, all of a sudden, the, the fact that he thumbs his nose there, Paul and uh, uh, Mike Ball decide they're going to do the same thing. Like, uh, why, if Charles doesn't have to do it, why do we have to do it, right? And they just start showing up and mail it in. At least Paul sends a replacement, Derek Van Hooten, who wasn't yeah. improperly introduced at the beginning of this show. Yeah, Our buddy. new bartender, Beaver Derek Van Hooten. Yeah. There we go. And I'm going to tell you, because of the announcement we, we made last week, which is a big announcement, people want to know more about the big announcement we made at the end of the last show. Yep. And I got to tell you, uh, uh, Beaver being here tonight is really a step forward uh, with that announcement that we made that this will be the last season of Live from the Dutch Hall. Uh, Beaver being here tonight is actually part of an audition process for the next project that we're doing. Fucking right, bud. To I replace like Live from the Dutch Hall. And one of the things we need for the next program, Beaver, believe it or not, is a bartender. 
Okay. And uh, right now what you're doing is showing me that my brother is shit. Well, I've always been trying to uh, play second place as good as I could, just, to, just in case. You know, the chance to uh, lead was there. I'll tell you, Beaver, second place, when the effort you put in, yeah. there's no such thing as second place. <laughs> Your effort compared to Paul's effort is, is, uh, is not, you know what, you know, the only difference between Paul being here and Paul not being here is that you, you don't hear this on the microphone the whole show. <laughs> That's with him awake. Right. He's not even close to the mic. <laughs> he's, in a, he's like a bull, eh? Have you seen him over there just huffing on the mic? Good Jesus. Well, I'm, usually trying to, I'm usually trying to assist as much as I can, but, yeah, you can't help that. Yeah. And Michael Bow, Michael Bow is just hockey crazy two weeks in a row. I told him, two more weeks and you're fired. There's no question about it. Two more weeks, he's fired. We're making a Mike Bow doll. And uh, if this is going to become a puppet show after a while, the Nocturnal Missions are going to be the greatest puppet band in history. And uh, I think it's all we can do, really. Huh? Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth? Yeah, the Muppets had a pretty good band. Is Dr. Teeth the, like, the beatneck guy? No, he was the, uh, he was the leader of the, the Muppet Show rock band. Is he blue? I don't fucking know. None of us are following you, Steve. No, I know there was people in the band. There was the one guy that was like the beatnik guy. There was R R Ralph played the drum, uh, guitar, uh, the piano. Rolf, Ralph, R A L F, right? Then there was Janice. Was it Rolf? Rolf. Janice, right? Janice had the bangs. <laughs> the blonde hair. Yeah, and then there was the guy that played the saxophone. Zoot. Zoot? How do you know all this? idea and then uh let's keep going and then uh there is the this the, then i don't remember anyone else and there was like the lead singer there was animal on drums. Hey, animal yeah animal on drums well it's got to be the beatnik guy you're thinking of because yeah, yeah. you have a name that one and that's got to be the yeah that's him yeah, right? right he was like the yeah like the did he have a goatee a chin strap beard red i thought red. yeah he's orange isn't he he's like orange red is he orange red I don't know what color he is. Yeah. What's the name of uh, the two uh, people up in the in the two old men that sh shit on the show all the time? Walter. <laughs> no. Close. It's a W. Winston, I think, is one of them. Okay. And Halstead, isn't it? Oh. Uh, is it Winston and I don't know, I don't know either. Beaker. And what's Beaker's uh, professor name? What's Honey, the other guy? Honeydew. Professor Honeydew. Man, you are good at this. Anyone else want to stump Steve on? Okay, I got this. And uh, do you know Sesame Street then too? Sure. So uh, uh, the talk show host, always the talk show host. Big teeth. Oh, I don't know that guy. Guy Smiley. Guy You know Guy Smiley? Guy Smiley, that's right. Right. What about... Uh, uh, the guy who has to, uh, who, who's like the waiter that gives uh, Grover the fly in his soup with a mustache and he's bald. Does he have a name? I don't know, man. Oh. If you knew that one, you'd be <laughs> fucking stellar because who knows that guy's name? <laughs> Nobody. Right? You know what, Wes? Yeah, Wes doesn't even know. He knows everything. 
He's just quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do is we're getting uh, we're getting about that time. I think. Is there anything else business that we got to cover? The big announcement. Oh uh, yeah, we, we we did make that big announcement. We should probably get some more clarification on that. <laughs> but we should probably. And then we had the show with uh, which we mentioned off the top. But if you haven't bought tickets yet. You can still get them at the door, but I would rec recommend you at least call or email, text, do something at Life, or Life in the Dutch Hall or spikyballstudios at gmail.com and uh, get in touch with us somehow and we'll make sure that they get a seat for you because we're half sold at this point in time and if uh, people keep coming in like they have been over the last couple of days, there could be a chance that uh, we don't have a seat for you. So let us know that you're coming. And we'll guarantee you a seat here at our very first performance with Mace Galoni headlining yeah. with myself uh, hosting and with um, our director, Tyler Shazma, uh, featuring in that event. It should be a great night for everyone there. We have uh, lots of new merch to sell. Oh, we, have, uh, we have a few tricks up our sleeve. It's going to be a great evening. We're going to have a good time. And the place looks dynamite. If you haven't been here, you're going to be surprised. And if you've been here before, you're going to be surprised. <laughs> if you were here this morning, you'll be surprised. We've been working our tails off. So we should get to a section, a segment, I should say, that we, that we call feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you by our primary sponsors at CleanFlow. CleanFlow, who are the <laughs> no, they're not the beef people. I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! All right, one strike against me. Yeah, this is not a good audition so far. But CleanFlow, who are the proud sponsors of Van Dyke Party Services, Van Dyke Party Services. If you got uh, what's coming up, uh, Easter. Is that coming up? Yeah, it's around the corner. Easter, you know, I ever have a nice Easter party? If you do, it probably sucks. You know what would make that party better? Between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins. All you got to do is give us an email, live from the Dutch Hall gmail com, and, and uh, we will show up, Van Dyke Party Services, and you're guaranteed to have the time of your life. And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all, all of our expenses, which will be dear, I'm not going to lie to you. If you're not 100% sa satisfied, we will return that $100, but those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you again by our friends at Clean Flow. Also, if you'd like to do some shopping at Amazon or even at or Norpac. The beef people. Where did beef go? <laughs> I was worried. I was oh. worried. <laughs> He's gun shy. <laughs> Now, if you want to do the Amazon shopping, go to livefromthedutchhall.com and click on our Amazon banners, and some of that money will come back and help this show. And uh, Norpac. The beef people. Oh, my goodness, Beaver. Norpac. The beef people. There you go. You're getting better at it, but it's your weakness so far. It is. That is your weakness. That's all you have to do. And you know what? Yarmy Electric, we haven't mentioned them for a while, but I got to tell you, it's greenhouse season. So you know what you have? If you have an electrical problem, leave my cousin Derek alone. You know, they have enough work to do. They don't need your bullshit. So you just let them get on with their day, do the greenhouse business they have. They got some irons in the fire, I'm sure. These guys don't need your bullshit, okay? Leave them be. 
Derek Army likes to do other things other than just handle your burning house or whatever. <laughs> so, Army Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time... You can go fuck yourself. Brought to you by CleanFlow. Nailed it. Hey, you know what? We should get to our segment called Feedback. We got feedback. You know, we asked people go on any of the internet things and talk to us, and this time they were uh, talking to us. Uh, Kevin Van Dungeon, for example, uh, he gave us some feedback at live from the workshop at gmail.com, and we had, he had been a listener of the week a couple times in a row, and so we insisted that we give him a pair of tickets uh, for his, uh, his great contributions to our show. But uh, unfortunately, he gave us this, this uh, message. He says, great show. Love the puppet. I can't come to the comedy night. I'm headed to Mexico. Give them charity. Give them to charity or the cheese lady or sell them if you can. Sorry, I'd love to go. Great teaser by the end, by the way. Great teaser at the end, right? But Kevin, uh, I'll tell you, those tickets aren't just good for this particular performance. You can also come to Tyler Morrison in April, or you can come see Gavin Stevens in May. That's what's the beautiful part about Spiky Ball Studios. So those tickets are still available for you, Kevin, for one of the two next shows. Uh, we, even though the gesture's very nice, the cheese lady must have to get her own tickets, I guess. Unless she wants to do it. Cheese lady, if you want Kevin's tickets, you have to, you have to talk to us. And uh, before we get to the cheese lady, we had another person, Sarah uh, Wallace. Sarah Wallace, she came on Podbean. She gave us a comment. She says, uh, short but great show as always. That's an interesting way to get a scar there, Pete. Glad you made it, made it back in one piece. Thanks for the advice. I will, in fact, never visit that overgrown sandbar. I think it's time I pop my live... I think that it's time I pop my live from the Dutch Hall YouTube cherry and checked out this Charters doll. That's a big bomb to drop at the end, man. What the heck? <laughs> you know? Which we did, and then, believe me, we have some clarification. We're going to make this clear. We have some restrictions. There's only so much I can tell you, you know, because there's a lot of pressures on us at this point in time. But I will uh, tell you what I can. I, I promise if I remember. And uh, Sarah, as far as your comments on the charters, the doll, uh, and I think the... the, the did Kevin call it a doll as well, or did he call it a puppet? I don't know if the correct term for that uh, thing is a doll, puppet, or, or, or what it is, because uh, it seemed like just, uh, it, to me, it seemed just like a better charters, you know? <laughs> the eyes were perfect. Anyways, uh, let's check on the cheese lady. Chicken on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, chicken on the cheese lady, always having fun. Chicken on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, chicken on the cheese lady, always on the run. Chicken on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, chicken on the cheese lady, look at what you do. Chicken on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, chicken on the cheese lady. Teresa, what you got? 
Teresa from the Second Mouse. She's been a great listener of ours, and she likes to listen to our program and give us uh, feedback almost each and every week. And this one was based on the Tale of Fish Hook Scar, last week's program. She says, hashtag listening in Delhi. Uh, thanks for making my Friday morning entertaining uh, 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 entertainment. Ugh, let me do that again. Thanks for making my Friday morning entertainment. It's always entertaining. We're entertainment entertaining. It screwed me right up. I, you know what? I'm going to give her SP minus five for sentence structure. <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I, I didn't like it. I didn't think that was my problem reading it. I thought that was more how it was written. Big twister. Then she said, okay, I had to watch for the first time on YouTube. This is a big thing. A lot of people were drawn to YouTube to see the Charter's doll, which is what they're calling it, a doll. <laughs> hey, Charter's Puppet, what is going on with people calling you a doll? A doll is something you, you hold in your hand, you, you change its diapers, it's a Betsy Wetsy, you're not like anything like that. No, do I look like I'd go to bed with a little girl? <laughs> kind of. That's what dolls are for. <laughs> you, Speaking so, of Charter's, oh. where is the prick? Well, he's, he's going to a peewee booster uh, uh, function, he said. Playing with dolls, I bet. I don't know if he's playing with dolls. He's playing with peewees. He's boosting them some, some way. I'm glad he's not here. Sounds like he's jerking off 12-year-olds. <laughs> huh? <laughs> no? <laughs> no, Jerry's puppet? He doesn't like the, op he doesn't like the blue material, eh? <laughs> Charter's Puppet doesn't like the blue material. Do you want me to call you Charter's Puppet, or do you want to go by another name? Yeah, I don't like the term puppet either. You don't like the term puppet? What do you like? How about rad fucking dude? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Do you have a first name you like to go by? Or you, or you just want to go by Chambers? No, I'm the fucking rooster. Oh, the rooster. Cock-a-doodle-doo, motherfucker. Cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> Any, anything you were up to this week? Oh, I'm just rolling around in the chicken coops, picking up eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism for something? No, it's picking up eggs. They're covered in shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you looking at, by the way? Are you looking at Steve? It's unnerving, eh? Steve, is he staring you down? Yeah, it's weird. It is weird, eh? Now, Charter's <laughs> Puppet. Do you... Uh, er, rooster. Rooster, I'm sorry. Rooster, Rooster. Yeah, call me the Rooster, because I'm strutting cool stuff up here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the strut before. That's a good move. There it is. The Rooster strut. You're bringing people you back see, to... You don't see that dick bag Charter strutting around. No, he does not strut. He waddles a bit. I've seen him waddle. <laughs> Jeez. When he stares you in the face, it does stop you cold in your tracks. It's just like the real thing. Who needs him, eh? You, would you, if you could give any advice to charters, you know his life, you know? You're kind of a part of him, I think, the party left behind. What the heck uh, would you give him as far as advice for the decisions he's made? I think he's got to leave the wife and kids and hit the road, do what he's always wanted. 
get a job on a chicken farm with me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you like chicken so much. Sounds like you got an egg fetish over there. What's yeah. going on? Well, he's a rooster. Yeah. But uh, Charter's puppet, I don't know what to call you. Or rooster, is it? Is it? Uh, am I? Would it be unfair for me to assume that you've had uh, more than just a professional relationship with these chickens? What I do with the chickens is completely professional. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you pay them for it? You ever bathe a chicken? <laughs> no. I've never paid a chicken, to be honest with you. No, I have never paid a chicken. <laughs> no, bathe the chicken. Oh, bathe the chicken in a bathtub? Yeah. No, I've never bathed the chicken. Have you bathed the chicken? Lukewarm water. <laughs> oh, why? Boiling water, the feathers start falling off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. Anyways, uh, wait, I got one more thing. Uh, a lot of these people are popping their YouTube cherries just to see you. Like the cheese lady, Sarah Wallace, that's two women. I popped a few cheese cherries in my time. <laughs> cheese cherry? What's a cheese cherry? <laughs> Cheddar, are you there? He's speechless. Rooster. <laughs> that's a conversation for uh, behind closed doors, I think. Yeah, I might have made him shy. He's frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. <laughs> he's frozen. <laughs> hey, <Church> Puppet. <laughs> or Rooster, I'm sorry. I really do appreciate you coming by again. If uh, Dave doesn't come by next week, can you pop by again? I'm, I'm swinging through. I just go wherever the road takes the rooster, you know? It's 1983 all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, see you later, buddy. Yeah, you cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I like, his lingo, I like his lingo better than Charter's. How he wiggles out of the window is the funniest part. Yeah. He's got to get his big head through the window. <laughs> uh, anyways, Teresa, thanks for giving us feedback. And you know what? Because of all your support you've given our show, and because I said I was going to come and visit you and give you a poster, and I never did, we got a ticket waiting for you here for Saturday's show, Teresa, if you just want to come by and uh, and and collect it. Cheese Lady, you're the listener of the week. You're the listener of the week. This is your week. Hey. It's your week, Teresa. Hey. <laughs> and we are getting to the point of this program where um, we have to get to the elephant in the room, don't we? Yeah. Is there any other business we need to take care of? We talk about the show. We talk about the uh, the, remember, the the memorial for Brayden yep. and the, how horrible we uh, were to those people and uh, how it was the right thing to do, right? Everyone in Minologist, we did the right thing. Yep. And then uh, other than that, there was that announcement, right? There was just the announcement. <laughs> Which is one of those complicated things, people. Uh, I can get a little bit into it. I'm going to get a little bit in the announcement. This is, this is what a lot of people have been asking for. Uh, the thing is, Live from the Dutch Hall, though it is a program that many of you are fond of, Live from the Dutch Hall has had in the past its share of uh, technical difficulties. Uh, we've had our share of, say, off-color uh, comments. 
uh, we've had our share of things that no sponsor in a million years would ever pay for, right? <laughs> that are associated learning curves, right? Uh, yeah, that yeah. is associated with our show, and, and uh, as a result, many of the people who would make us be able to uh, make money to pay for the things we're doing now uh, say that uh, they want no association at all with live from the Dutch Hall. Uh, but if we did the exact same show and just made little bits of changes, maybe we could uh, change that. But and live from the Dutch Hall. But as a result, if we do that, then we have to make this the last season of Live from the Dutch Hall. That's right. And uh, though I did announce it last week as being a fact, in fact, it is uh, not a fact. It is just a distinct possibility that we will not be uh, this same program, even though we're going to be pretty much, the, uh, we could be pretty much the same program. I don't know. We'll see what th this brings. But it's exciting. Things are changing really fast around here, and things are happening. We've got a lot of people who are uh, finding out about our show who hadn't before. And uh, we've had some really interesting conversations at Spiky Ball Studio as we become more sophisticated here and get some of our, our shit together. We've uh, talked to some very entertaining and creative people. So we're excited about the future of this program. We don't know which, uh, which direction it's going to go. But we do know that uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, we'll let you know where we're going if you want to come with us, because we're going to have a good time along the way. So uh, for everybody that's been helped us for this ride, we're so close to getting the next step of this vision together. I thank you all for all the support you've given me over the years. And I'd like you to please continue to listen to us, tell, uh, watch us on YouTube, tell a friend about us, uh, share our episode on social media, do whatever you can, or provide us with some feedback. And you can do that at all the ways, live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. And you can also follow Spiky Ball Studios. It's on all those same things. And you can find out what projects we're going to be doing here over the next few months at the studio. Some really exciting stuff coming up. So the, until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Spike ball t-shirts.